Shepherds of Men is a secular movement started by three men of faith. We wholeheartedly believe that when we get the men right, we get the world right. We believe this because we believe that men are created and called to be leaders, and we believe there is an alarming deficit of leadership in our world today. And although the three of us have come from drastically different backgrounds, our core principles have given us a unified voice that is needed now more than ever to pave the way for a fundamental change in our culture. We are quite literally calling men to something great. Welcome to the movement. What is going on, world? This is Cam here with you with Shepherds of Men. I am in the studio with my brother, JP. What's up, fellas? And we are also in the studio with our brother, Wilson, um, in a little different capacity than it has been in the past, um, but forever present. And uh, we also have on today, tonight, whenever you listen to this, we have two other great friends of ours and great friends of Wilson via Zoom. Um, Mr. Stephen Hogue and Mr. Jason Van Allman will be popping them on here in just a minute so they can say hello. But for those of you that have followed us for a while, have listened to us for a while, I know you're used to having three voices in the mics here in the studio, and so are we. Uh, maybe you've seen some some of the things that have transpired over the last couple of weeks. And um, I'll be honest with you, this is probably going to be a, a tough episode to do. This is going to be a tough episode to get through. Um, but it's important. It's necessary. Um, and uh, our our boy wouldn't want it any other way, quite frankly. Um we have we have lost a great one, and by lost I mean we just don't get to see him for a while. Um, most of you know that we are we are men of faith, and so um, we believe that our brother is in heaven, living it up right now, and uh, would not trade places with us for anything in the world. No, um, which is probably the other reason we're upset because we're a little jealous where he gets to hang out. Um, but we just. Uh, we we feel a little incomplete right now. Um, that's a seat that'll never be filled by anybody else. There'll be others that come into the fold. Um, there'll be other shepherds that will continue this movement with us over the years. Um, but we believe there'll never be another one like that. And I don't know if we really have the words to articulate um, who Chris Wilson. I'm always hesitant to say was as a person because I just don't, I mean, I, I just want to say is, so I'm going to, um, I don't know if we can articulate who he is as a person. If you've had the chance to listen to the last 90 episodes, even if you don't really know us in person, um, you can kind of pick up on some things. I mean, he was just one of a kind and, um, really the purpose of this, this is our first time back in the studio. For those of you that don't know, uh, Wilson passed away. Today is the 25th of September. 2021 is that right 25th yes um wilson passed away on the the 10th of september 2021 so about 15 days ago and uh in that time we've obviously had numerous services for him and and been able to um uh and and we buried our brother and i'll be quite frank with you that's one of the toughest things i've ever done it is the toughest thing it is the toughest thing I've ever it really, done. It yeah, really it's is. not it's one of it. It's the toughest thing I've ever it done. Is. It's the toughest thing I've ever done. So um, we're not going to maybe it, – it, 
our purpose tonight is to to t- tell the story of who Chris Wilson was, and if you you've listened to a lot of the things in the past, um, his tagline, so to speak, and it wasn't a tagline; it was the way he lived his life. It really was. I mean, like it it was in his heart, it was in his being. Was your dash matters? He signed off that way all the time, whether it be in person, whether it be on social media, whatever it was. It, I mean, and and it wasn't just for the audience. It was when the three of us were sitting around talking to ourselves. You know, and it was your dash matters. And, um, you know, that that statement um, came so much, which is an interesting th- way to put this. It came to life in a new way for me, I know, mm-hmm. in his passing. Um, when you really sit there and, you know, you go through the process of, of what happens with a, with a visitation and a, and a funeral and all that kind of stuff. And, and you think about, wow, his, your dash and he, you know, it was the from the day you're born to the day you pass on to the next life. That dash in between matters. And what did you do with it? Um, and that's all I've been able to think about, honestly, the last couple of weeks is how impressive his dash really was, and how amazing his legacy will forever be. Um, for those that don't know, he 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 left here on this earth a, a wife of I think 13 or 14 years. Maybe Jason or Stefan can give us. Um, I think I'm pretty close on that. Um, <clears throat> and then a, a, also a, a six-year-old son who, you know, honestly, they're just family to us. I mean, our wives are sisters to Ashley. Our kids are, are brothers and sisters to, to Finn. Um, nothing changes with that, obviously. I mean, that's, they're just, honestly, they're blood as far as I'm concerned. Um, but there's just an amazing legacy, not just the people that are here, but the stories and our goal tonight is to honor Wilson the best way that we know how. Um, we know for a fact that uh, he would kick our asses if we even thought about hesitating to continue on with the movement that we feel like we've been called to, um, to build men, to redefine masculinity. Uh, this was his thing, man. This was, this was in his heart. And this was a passion of his to the nth degree. There was no, there was no kindness with with Wilson. It was either all or nothing. I mean, it was full bore. Don't give a shit about the facts, or it was not even on the radar. Ain't right? I mean, that's just the way he lived his life, and it was really refreshing. And to be honest with you, over the last couple of weeks, I have looked at my life and thought about how many things I could learn from him, how many things I could do differently and better um, that I picked up from him. We've been best friends for fifteen years. You know, and we'll continue to be. So, anyways, it's not somber. I do get a little fucked up about it sometimes, so I apologize. Um, I don't apologize. It's real emotion. Um, but uh, we just want everybody to know who he was, what he, who he is, and uh, the fact that we're going to continue to have an impact. And he he has been already, which is which is crazy. He's still continue. Like honestly, his his impact. I don't know how this is, but it's, I do know how it's possible, but it seems like it's increased in the last week. I think you, you know, one of the big things that you learn in a situation like this is, is to not take things for granted, uh, that are regularly accessible to you. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things where, you, you know, you talk about, you can always learn from somebody. Um, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. You can always learn from somebody. I mean, you can walk into a kindergarten class and talk to a kid and learn something from them. Uh, but sometimes you take things for granted when it's really accessible. And I'm sure anybody that's been you know, married or whatever it is, 
like you, you take your wife for granted and stuff. And, and I'm not saying that Chris is my wife. He's not plumbed right for that. But Chris. <laughs> he did have a nice ass. Yeah, he did have a nice ass. Though. But he was very, he, he very much so, you know, and I, I know that I personally uh, took him for granted in certain situations because it was just like we were just boys. We hung out all the time, um, you know, and, and you start to really uh, reflect on things, you know, when you don't have it anymore, you start to go, damn, like how much I really, really learned from that guy. And it, it's, it's not even necessarily from a, you know, just an intellectual standpoint, like from him, like to, to your point, I'm, I'm a little bit more calculated and, and, and with the way I approach things and stuff, which is not necessarily wrong, but if you're constantly calculated about shit, you just become a robot. And, and he was a very refreshing piece yeah, to my life for sure. That was like, fuck it, let's do it. I'm like, well, if we had, to, if we had, yeah, fuck it. Let's you ain't think it. about nothing. Yeah, let's dude. just do yeah. it. You know, so uh, you know, and, and and I think I think that to be honest with you, and this is this is something that I've struggled with since we this entire situation happened. I kept kept asking, you know, what's the lesson in this? What's the lesson in this? Like, why why would you know why would God do something like this? Why why would God allow this to happen? You know, kind of thing. But you know, I, I just I feel like when you when you constantly pray about please help me become the man that I need to be. Please, you know, like God, you know, make, make me brave, make me uh, strong and stuff like that. God doesn't take his, his wand and tap you on the shoulder and go, you, thou is strong now. <laughs> right. He throws shit like this at yeah, you. Yeah. This is, this is what happens when you ask to be strong. Um, so please understand that we, we are mm-hmm. men of faith. Mm-hmm. We don't apologize about that. Um, and understand that if you pray, um, shit's going to happen. Um, and not necessarily just like negative stuff, but if you pray for strength, things will be put in your way that will force you to become stronger. Um, I don't believe that God gives out gifts of just, oh, you want to be strong? Okay, here you go. (laughs) Now you're you're strong. Yeah. God will go, okay, you want to be strong? I'll give you an opportunity to earn your strength. Um, you know, so for me personally, I think, I think that, you know, and, and it's all, it's all in God's plan. Nothing goes to waste and I don't intend to waste it at all. No. And, and I, you know, and, and to some people that may sound a little whatever, but, you know, something that has been reassuring for us during this time has been that um, we don't believe, we, we believe that life on this earth is temporary. It's, it's you know, a blink of an eye. Um, so in the grant, so there's a lot of peace and, and comfort found in the fact that we believe in eternity and, and we know where, where Chris is. Um, so truthfully, it's, it's really just, again, you know, any tears or any sadness are just, because you know it's selfish that's like exactly it, it's right. just selfish and, and we we in a good way we want our boy we want to hang out we want you know we want to laugh we want to you know dick around with each other or whatever and um but in the scope of eternity it's just a i mean it's a blink you know so you know we we are saddened i think it'd be weird if we weren't um but we are comforted too and and we understand to your point that I believe I know, and I speak for both of us. I think is I believe his his impact will be exponentially larger now, which sounds crazy, um, just because who he was, just because of his dash. Honestly, yeah. because of his dash, like he will continue, um, his legacy will just continue to grow and expand and impact and 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 be a positive influence to men for generations. I really do believe that. So. So with that said, um, now that we've got everybody's mushy and everything, um, I do want to uh, ask uh, Stefan and, and Jason to say hello real quick. You guys still on here with us? Hopefully everybody yeah. can see and hear you. 
Yeah, we're we're still here. Yeah, we're still here. Here. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate you guys being on here. Um, Stefan is, you know, you know what's interesting about this. Wilson always said Stefan's my brother. I never, I don't know if I ever once heard him say Stefan's my stepbrother. Because y'all are really stepbrothers, right? Technically. Yeah, yeah, we're technically stepbrothers, but I mean, we never. I mean, I've been there since the day I was born, so yeah. I mean, we've always been brothers. Yeah, I, I never. I there's not once that I can recall that he ever referred to you as a stepbrother. It was just always my brother Stefan, my brother Stefan, and and Stefan and I have known each other not as closely as me and Wilson, obviously, but for years. I mean, I would say ever since I've known Chris to some degree. Yep. Um, and Jason probably the same. I I have known Jason for. It, it, almost as long as I've known Chris, um, but more more at a distance. But as I've always, both of you guys, just so you know, I don't know if I've ever told this to your face, but I've always had a lot of respect for you. Um, you know, you know, you guys know how Chris is. I mean, anytime he can say anything positive about anybody, he does, which is one of the things that I continue to learn from him. Um, but you guys have always been very high on on Chris's radar, uh, what you guys mean to him. So when we were talking about. Uh, doing kind of this tribute episode about your Dash Matters. We really, you know, there's a lot of people that we could have on here because he had so many close people, so many people that were so connected to him that could tell great, you know, give great input, great perspective, great stories. Um, but I, I just, we felt like his brother and his best friend, because Jason, you, you can tell the story here about how, how you guys came to know each other and, and what y'all's relationship was, but I just know you've been there for a long time. So, um you want to add anything else before I let, I'm, I'm going to ask them to kind of. No, I, to be honest with you. And I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure to get to know both you gentlemen, uh, like Cameron has, uh, I don't know if that's just a proxy thing or what it is. Uh, you know, but, uh, I have heard him speak about you guys on multiple occasions, just never personally been able to get to know you. So, uh, what I'm really excited about is hearing the stories, um, you know, and hearing, we want kinda, some dirt too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> this ain't no sappy shit here. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. It, this I need to, I need to hear the nitty gritty. <laughs> the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I got plenty of those. <laughs> I don't think he'd have it any other way. No. Um, Hell, he'd so, tell you. He would. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever wants to start, it doesn't matter. Um, y'all can do rock, paper, scissors virtually if you want to. <laughs> hey, I'll go. You care, Stephen? No, I don't mind one bit, Jason. Hey, my, my name's Jason Van Allen, and yeah, I always called Chris my brother. That's so funny you said that because that's you know that's that's what he's like. He once he says it, it's it. It's done clicked in his brain. That's who you are from then on out. Yep. Um, I actually met him on the school bus the first time I moved to Udawa. Now, little background: I moved to Udawa from spending fourteen. 15 years on the backside of a mountain. I literally had nothing, worked on a farm, raised by my grandparents. I moved with my mother to Uwa. Didn't know nothing, didn't know nobody. Found Chris on a school bus. The nicest guy on the school bus. Also the biggest guy on the school bus. At that time, he was like probably a good six inches bigger than everybody else. And I'm like super skinny and small and stuff. But we found something in common, and don't laugh. I don't know. Maybe y'all like this stuff. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Do y'all remember that? Oh, my gosh. That's O'Neal's jam over there. Hey, that's my Dude. jam. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen. Right. I can talk Dragon Ball Z all day. Really? Yeah. Right, so, I wouldn't guess that. I, I love Dragon Ball Z growing up. Uh, okay. I must not had it in well, Mississippi. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's something we, we kind of connected on. Something as simple as that. You know, new guy. He was coming up. 
And so we started talking about, well, my stop was before his. So he'd get off and we'd watch Dragon Ball Z, which really consisted of, if you know about it, Goku trying to power up for like three episodes, right? Just sitting there screaming. We'd be making fun of him or whatever. But anyways, we kind of got that thing where he called me Goku and I called him Vegeta. And we would do a little oh, dance. I wish I knew this. Gosh, yeah, I wish dude, I knew this. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, we, we'd do that little dance like we was going to, you know, do the whole lean, the touch, and combine powers. That's that's who we were. As always, hey, one was going to help the other. From then on out, one was going to help the other, and we were going to push harder and harder and harder. I know it sounds simple or silly, but you know that's who we were. That's who he was. And uh, then from then on out, it was it was us. We grew our little group bigger and bigger, and it encompassed all folks. We didn't care. Long as you had a good attitude, long as you were kind to others, you Chris drew that to him, anyways. Anybody who knows anything about Chris, if you were if you went to a party and you knew nobody else but Chris invited you, the people that he invited to that party, you were going to probably get along with, because it was all good people. And uh, but anyways, we we ended up growing up years of high school. All the way through Harry Potter. Dude, I got some stories about Harry Potter too. Cheese and crackers. But anyway. Um, <laughs> That's how dude. you know he's Chris's best friend right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. I got, I got one that, that still, like if I close my eyes, I can, I'll, I'll just tell you. So Chris's room was decked out in Harry Potter. If you know his mom, oh my once she found out that Chris liked something, she bought him everything Harry Potter. He had robes. Gryffindor robes. Oh my God! Why Sleeping did I know robes. about this? Why did I know about this? I'm gonna shit. get you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh man, I, wait, wait till I get up there. <laughs> he's sleeping late because he always sleeps late, and I get over. I go over to his house, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you got to get up. You got to get up. Dude, I'm, I'm not joking. That, that kid could sleep to like two o'clock mm-hmm. in high school. In so, high school, hell, three weeks yeah. ago he was sleeping. Till I was two. about to say that that <laughs> some things never change, my man. And then he found a woman that was a perfect match. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God, dude, yeah, they just go. We up. love you, Ashley, but yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, they're up but, till four a.m. Yeah, but. yeah, they are. Well, I, I go up there, right, and I'm like, they just got got to get up. I've done called his house like thirty-seven thousand times, so I go up there. I'm gonna yank the covers off of him. He sleeps balls out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. Should have known that I too. I didn't know this. Should have known that too. Dude, oh, I gained those freaking covers, and there he is. And ain't nothing but him and a, like a big smile. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> damn covers back over. But anyways, that's that's still here. All but, I, I can think of I is, bet. oh, Richard. Good gravy, <laughs> What kind of hotel are we staying at? What kind of hotel is it? Anywho, um, for those that don't know, uh, I ended up, uh, dating his sister and in, ended up marrying her and so he became my brother for real now that didn't work out i ended up getting divorced around age 24 he still stayed with me right there with me doesn't matter i went off to find somebody else he went with me he was my wingman he he held me through that whole time i'm still his family he's still my family we talked we do at one time he even worked for me like we were in the same group and i got promoted and he worked for me and we would tag team jobs in a truck me and him we lived together we worked together we did everything together and it was it was so comforting because he was he was the other side of my body 
So we learned how to walk. We learned how, how to hustle, how to work hard. We did all of it together. And then we'd have all these little side adventures, right? <laughs> and it just, it basically, I wish I could write a book about how I learned to live. And the other main character, now I'm going to get broke up. I'll do it. The other main character was him. So, but anyway, I'll try to move on past that. But then he, you know, I, as we go through life, we, you don't ever lose touch, but you can't possibly see each other every day when, when you have to move. It doesn't matter. He would call, he would text. We would give each other advice. We would sort over problems. Like I'd say, dude, I need, I need to get a beer and talk to you. And we would sit there and literally talk for an hour through issues, whatever it was my issue, my issue or his issue. But uh, it was that was the other side. That that was when I needed to have an inner conversation. I was one of those I didn't have to just talk to myself. I could talk to him because he knew me just as well as I did. But, you know, it all goes down to I wanted to uh, kind of lead back to something. I'm scrolling through my messages because you were talking about how passionate he was about this. Um, now, this was a long time ago when he sent me this message. It was episode two. Hmm. He, was so, he was so stoked about it. And he sent me a message He's like, dude, you got to watch this. Episode two is the movement, blah, blah, blah. And I, wa I watched it. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And he said, um, just working hard to form a legacy. And that, that's what he's doing. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. even, when, even though he did not know that that's what this was going to be, that's what he wanted it to be. At, from episode two, mm -hmm. that, that he poured everything into, if people don't get to see me face to face, if people don't get to hear my voice or I don't get to shake their hand or give them a hug, they can watch these videos and they'll know who I am. And whew, I, I just hits me. But so that's a long conversation. And I got a ton of stories, but I'll let Stefan talk. And then I, if you don't mind, I'll go back. Dude, I got some more stories I want to tell you. Hey, we got, we got time, man. I don't, I, I personally don't care how long this goes. Oh, if we got to break it up or people can just stop fucking listening, I don't even care, man. Uh, it, uh, there, there is, there's no time limit. No, there's never a time limit when you're talking about Wilson. You can't have one. I mean, there's just no. too many things to say. He didn't have one. No. <laughs> he damn sure didn't have one. He had no I was idea cutting the grass, but I'll bring pizza. <laughs> He'd be late. Late. We're like, dude, come on, man. We're talking about principles. And you're going to be late today when we're talking about principles. He's like, yeah, but I'll buy pizza. Like, what the hell does that matter? <laughs> I mean, in his mind, dude, but, that was an even trade. That was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mind? He was like, shoot, yeah, we're good. Totally now. even. We're yeah. good. Yeah. That and a six pack of beer. <laughs> yeah. It'd be good to go. He's the simplest dude I've ever met in my life, and yet there was so much depth to his simplicity. It's crazy. There's a reason why we called him the the golden retriever yeah. of our wolfpack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I think the last time, I think y'all were doing a session, July third or July second. It was right about Finn's birthday, and uh, we had just got back in town. Me and, me and Chastity and the girls, and uh, he goes, "You're coming up here tomorrow, right?" I was like, "Dude, I was like, you're you're going to be in the studio until 
10 o'clock. I was like, we'll just wait to come up the, you know, tomorrow night. Nope. Y'all go ahead and drive up here tonight. I want you here for the fourth. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, whatever. I'll, I'll be there. So <laughs> it, it was always, too. yeah, you can't say no to him. Yeah. You absolutely cannot. But Jason, going back to the bedroom, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> the Harry Potter bedroom yeah. with the bunk beds. Yeah. yeah. I'm so disappointed. I'm just I hearing about too, this. man. Oh, my God. Great. Yeah, no, it was. It was. She painted the walls like a, a wash, kinda. God, I, I mean, she. I mean, she. Oh, she she oh, did she, I bet she everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If he wanted it. He got it. Yeah, I he don't got it. that. Mama's boy. Oh, For those that yeah. don't know, Bonnie. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Chris, it's basically the same. I mean, she he he is very much a, a replication of her. She is just one of the most amazing, like just heart people I've ever met. And so it's no surprise that Chris was the way he was. She's awesome. Yeah. 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 She uh she was very excited to hear about you guys bringing me and Jason on. Uh, she thought it was just the most amazing thing ever. And like you said, if you know my mom. You know, the smallest things in the world matter most to her. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, Chris, Chris was a character, especially growing up. Uh, many a times, you know, we, I don't know if he ever talked about it on here, but, you know, we grew up riding dirt bikes, four wheelers, building forts out in the middle of the fields. That's right. You know, um, worry about that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was, I was always the fat step brother. You know, they always made fun of me a little bit here and there. Them nugget toes. <laughs> Chicken McNugget toes. <laughs> yep. That's what Chris always said. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, the nugget you know, toes. Build, building forts, me chasing after them. But let me tell you something, you know, you get out there, you start riding with him. He ain't going to leave you behind. You know, he's going to be right there with you the entire time. You know, whether it's through the briars or whatever it may be. Uh, taking your first dip and throwing it up. <laughs> he was right there right there with us when we all did it. Um, I, mean, God, I mean, there's I mean, there's so – I mean, I could honestly sit here and probably tell thousands of stories about – our childhood and, and, you know, everything we did in the log cabin and, uh, and the woods behind the field and the woods behind us. I mean, there's, there's tons of things. And, you know, I, I honestly wish we could get stories from, from other people too. You know, you know I, I've been thinking about that. Um, I've been talking to Angela about that. I think I want to write a little book, uh, nothing but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a writer, but something that says, these are the stories I had with your dad. And this is all the stupid stuff that he did. I'm talking stupid stuff, <laughs> but this is all the awesome stuff. This is how he lived this day to day, weekend to weekend, a three quarter tank of gas, a bunch of boys and nothing to do. Go find some stuff. I love yeah. this three quarters thing too. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> one thing for sure, and I I love that dude like nothing else. But you know, it, it really facts just did not matter. Like I've no. been I've I've been in a lot of different roles with Chris. Like you know, our initial role was business, 
uh, I met him through through another guy that he worked with, and I was kind of in a mentor role to him, mentoring him through some things and uh, for a number of years. And I I was around when financially you couldn't get worse. I mean, he had, he had, I mean, and I and we've all been there. I, I say we have. I know I have. Man, I I I made some bonehead decisions as a young man and put yeah. myself in some really bad spots financially, but Chris did too. And, and but he was open to talking to, about it. You know, Dude, he'd he tell you in board. a second. But he, he had didn't. that board up on the wall that said, this, I got this much debt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. out of it by this time, this yeah. time, this time. And it didn't matter. Like, you, you want to talk about an optimist? Like, if you talk to him oh, and ask him about a money situation. Cause, so when I was in that role as a mentor, and then even past that as a best friend, like, because me and JP would have these conversations, we'd ask him, real questions about money but not because whatever just i mean we all keep each other accountable That's and right. and it, you know even when he started making money we were still trying to keep him accountable to doing the right things because his you know he's just so in the moment and not planning which is one of the you know most wonderful things about him but uh he just didn't care about the facts like it didn't like he could be in the hole so bad and somebody say hey we're going to the beach next week he's like hell yeah let's go you know? like to. it just it, and it never registered that that might be a bad idea, you know? Yeah, it, yeah until it, Ashley said, what the, <laughs> what do you mean the beach? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, probably right. Probably shouldn't do that. How many times, <laughs> how many times we've made plans? Oh we'd be like, hey, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, not shit, man. What do you want to do? Yeah. Well, we're going to go, like, to Nashville, do this and that and stuff. Like, hell, yeah, we're in stuff. And then it would literally call me. Right after that, and be like, "Oh shit!" I was talking to Ashley. We actually uh, have yeah. a lot of shit we're doing this weekend. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> a lot of shit. Like, it wasn't like one thing you missed. Like, it was a whole weekend, <laughs> a whole weekend, full weekend of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah." I didn't put that down yeah, in my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ashley didn't put it in my yeah. calendar. Yeah. So, your wife exist. actually, Dina, said something to me uh, at some point over the last week or so, and uh, you know how y'all always bust our balls about moving up here. Yeah. And and she was doing that again which we're just kind of numb to at this point um but she was like you know now you have to because chris isn't here and 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 she was like we got to have those people that are just always down she was like chris was just always down that like was, for whatever that was the biggest thing always that was the biggest you thing. know like if you ever needed a homeboy like this <laughs> Just Man. call him. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He's coming. Dude, I'm telling you. There's so many times. Like, he was on the way to the gym one day. I was like, dude, get up here and work out. Nobody's up here. Come up here and work out with me. He was on his way to the gym dressed and everything, and Ashley called him on the way to the gym and was like, your son has blah, blah, blah in 10 minutes. What are you doing? He called me. He's like, I'm dressed. I'm in the car. I'm on the way to the gym. Ashley calls me. Like, it's Finn's birthday or something like that. Like, some kind of crazy shit. And I'm like, wait a minute. Chris, are you si You just you're coming? Like, what? And he was like, yeah, dude. Ashley called me, told me about it and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, totally understandable. I get it. Yeah. I get how you could just glaze over that. I get it. <laughs> He's like, I was dressed. I was coming. I swear to God, I was coming. I don't doubt you were coming. That's not the I, problem. <laughs> the problem. I don't see how he was brownheaded. He should have been a blonde. <laughs> oh, oh dude. Oh, yeah. he'd have been a perfect blonde. Oh my gosh. He'd have made a perfect blonde. Blonde hair and that butt. I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, God, dude. He'd have killed. And apparently he sleeps naked too. Oh. There you go. Yeah. He would have lived naked, I think. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Well, he kind of did, you know, like not even to be funny. He kind of like in the sense of the word, like he was just so transparent. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was so yeah. transparent. He you know, one thing I just keep thinking about is how like unashamed of 
he was of being himself. Now, I don't know internally if that was different. I know all of us kind of have that external, and then we have the things internally that we maybe don't share with everybody, but um, I don't know if he had that. Like, I, like, no. I just feel no. like whatever no. was inside was also outside. Like, it just, it was the same. You know, some of us maybe filter or don't share. Like, he didn't have, like, a sharing meter. Like, he just shared everything, you know? Absolutely not. Just like them nut nut underwear that he absolutely (laughs) fucking loved. (laughs) I don't care to know about that. Come on now. I got, he's like, I got them on right now. (laughs) His delivery ball, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my nuts yeah. don't even sweat. I, I've got anymore. the leopard. I've got <laughs> the, the leopard, leopard on today. <laughs> He's like, "Look, I'll show you here," and I was like, "No, I don't. <laughs> nobody no, cares it. but you, Chris." <laughs> oh my god! But you know, and, and that's the the funny side of it. But the other side of it was, you know, when it came to his faith, or when it came to how he felt about his family, or or the things he was passionate about, he was the same way. Like there was just no filter to it, you know. And there shouldn't have been. That's one of the things that I keep learning from, you know, as I not you know, as I analyze his life or I look at the way he lived his life, like what can I learn from it? Like what JP was saying is I go, man, like just be about who you are, you know? And like, don't, don't hold back at all because, you know, I'm sure there was times that, you know, there are people maybe, I I don't know. I mean, there's people that judge it. It doesn't matter who you are. People judge you for, for, for whatever. But the thing I keep going back to is last Thursday at the visitation, it was one of the most, uh, unique dynamics in the room because it it was the first time that a lot of people had had to come face to face with the fact that he was actually gone from this earth his his physical body earthly body was was done um and and that's sad you know i mean that's understandably sad but that every conversation was happy and joyful Every single one, like there was, like you just couldn't sit there and talk and be sad, yeah, because you were talking about Chris, like you, like you couldn't, like we're doing right now, you couldn't help but laugh, you couldn't help but feel joy, you couldn't help but like have have your eyes light up because that's just his spirit was that, you know, like, and I don't know how you do that, man, like I don't know how you keep, how in the world do you make some people, not just someone, how do you make everybody just feel good about themselves? He was so genuinely shallow. Like it yeah. was, it was insane. Yeah. I remember, uh, and you guys may not know this, but, uh, so I met Chris through a cold contacting situation, uh, with Amway, uh, when he was selling Amway, he, oh, he met me at a Best Buy and I was looking at these GoPros, you know, and, and he just started striking up conversation with me. We get talking back and forth. Uh, big misunderstanding because I just got done with a bodybuilding competition that I'd, I, I'd done like literally weeks before that. And he was talking about Nike, Under Armour, all this stuff, sponsorships. And, and so I, in my head, I went straight to, well, shit. Okay. So you're connected with Nike and they're looking to sponsor some people and stuff. Like I could use some extra cash, you know, whatever. And we, we sit down and talk and he starts laying out all the stuff with, you know, the, the, the Amway stuff without saying Amway with, with my wife and my wife's like, Nope. No, what? She's like, he's a salesman. That dude is a salesman, and we are not getting involved with a salesman. As a salesman, I was like, nope, that is not a salesman. That is a super genuine dude. Like, I'm telling you right now, there's no (laughs) ulterior motive to that guy. Like, if we got super rich, he'd be super happy. Yeah. Like, he, and that, that is the biggest thing. And here's, here's the thing used to bother me more than anything. Wilson used to tell me, like, I know that from Shepherds of Men, I'm pulling up the tail end. 
he said, I know that, that I'm holding Shepherds of Men back because you and Cameron are really polished. Both you guys are very successful. You're, you're very well articulated. And I'm, I'm not necessarily that guy, um, but I'm passionate about what we're doing, dude. And I, you, know, you guys, it, you know, and this may be somewhat distasteful, but you'd have to kill me to get me out of it. And he used to tell me that. Like, we used to have those conversations. I'm like, Wilson, like, dude, I love you. And, and you'll probably never know how much I, I love you and how much you've impacted me as a person. But, dude, your, your value doesn't come from being well-articulated. There's a lot of things about you that I envy, like the fact that you can walk in and you can sell something to somebody and feel perfectly fine. Somebody can tell you no, and you wag your tail and go, sure, are you sure? <laughs> you know, and, they, and they can tell you no and tell you the biggest piece of shit in the world, and they don't want to buy stuff from you, and you will walk out and do not carry that with you because you are so genuinely pure. Well, he knew where his heart was. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. And I'm not that guy. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sell you stuff to, like, take your money and stuff like that. But I, all, I, I always have this stuff in the back of my head. Like, am I really trying to cheat them? Like, am I really selling yeah. them something that they don't need or whatever? Like, he never questioned that. Because everything that he did had good intentions towards the person that he was talking to. And that dude lived a life of happiness. There was like, even times when I was like, I don't know, man. If I don't really feel right about that. Like... You know, whether it was decisions we were making with shepherds or decisions we made in business in the past. And, but he never hesitated because he knew that now, whether or not the game plan for that situation was good or bad, he knew where his heart was. Oh, he knew that my intentions are pure for that other person. Oh, whatever. So, even if he was going about it wrong, it wasn't to his knowledge it was wrong. And it was the most frustrating Mm -hmm. thing in the world. Oh, my gosh, dude. I will tell you, listen, (laughs) I, I, I like, you know, my love for that guy is 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 unmeasurable. But when I was in a a male, I will tell you this for sure. When I mentored Chris before, and there was there was intentional separation there as far as like being boys. Now we had it. We were we had a great relationship and we cared about each other. But you know, there there were kind of a there was kind of a mindset at that time of you don't get too close to the people you're mentoring because then they stop listening to you. And you didn't want that. I don't necessarily agree with all that. I think it, we won't get into all that. But but the thing is, I, I felt like I had to stay very much in a coaching role to him. And he just frustrated the shit out of me <laughs> on a daily basis. Like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'd, I'd get off the phone with him at night and my wife would be like, what's wrong? I was like, I was just on the phone with Chris for a fucking hour. <laughs> and I don't think he understands anything I just said. Hey, but it was hey. always because... He just because it was always just that damn Labrador Golden Retriever, yeah. <laughs> and I'm very analytical, engineer-minded, a personality. Like we're so different, you know. <laughs> and I thought that was bad until I saw how him and O interacted. <laughs> oh. O's even further a personality than I am, and it, I mean it is polar opposites, you know. But one thing I'll, I'll say about that because I and, and probably we're doing a disservice here not letting O chime in, um, and I apologize for that. I apologize for that. Um, but you said something. Carry on. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So no. So I I dealt I dealt with the same thing, but from the reverse side of it. I, I he was supposed to be my mentor, um, and and it kind of went back to the the whole like what was so cool about Chris was he was super genuine. So so I'll never forget early on he came up to me and he was like, hey, listen, dude, listen. You're a smart guy. You're sharp. You got you got your stuff together and stuff like that. I'm probably not the right guy to coach you. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you to Cameron. 
because I'm not sure what to do with you. He just had no ego, though. <laughs> that was the thing. Ego. He was like, I'm not, I don't get screwed up about it. Doesn't have How to be me helping you run across that. Never, Dude, rarely, never, rarely ever. Uh, I'm telling you, and that's one thing that I have vowed to fix in my life. Is the fact that when I talk to people, like if I, if I, they, I, my ego needs to be moved out of the side and, and I need to start looking at life and start giving myself enough credit to know that what I'm doing is genuinely right. Um, you know, whether it's calculated or not, it's genuinely right and stop carrying the baggage of going, did you do them wrong? Did you not do hey, I don't think Chris ever questioned that shit. That's and, that exponential thing he was talking about. Every single one of us in this room are going to live differently mm -hmm. because yeah. of that. We're going to make different choices. Those choices are going to impact other people differently. And it's all because of yeah. one person. Just, he just, he awesome. didn't care who got credit for stuff. He really didn't. No, oh. Like he was oh. totally fine. I, he, dude, man, I, we got to say this stuff. It's, I'm, and I'm, I'm more emotional. That, you know, that's just one of my things. Um, I had a conversation with him like probably a week. No, I think. Maybe we we both did. No, it wasn't even a week. It was a few days. It was a few days before he passed, and we were like, "Hey, you know, there was some there were some things that were um, actually looking very positive." He'd been in the hospital a couple of weeks, but it looked like, you know, there's making a turn, and and we were the expectation was he's gonna be out soon. You know, we had pumped the brakes on what we were doing with the podcast and and with Member Forge and everything else, <laughs> rightfully so. But we were like, "Hey, let's you know, we things are moving for, forward. Let's talk about you know what we need to be doing." And uh, one of the first things he said was, if I need to take a step back, I'm great with it. And the way he said it was, number one, he said it from a hospital bed, which he'd been in for two weeks and hadn't seen his family. And he was on a, a breathing. Well, I don't know what all he was on. I, there was an oxygen machine and everything else. He, his, his voice was very weak. It was not a, it, it wasn't ideal, obviously. But his whole thing in that moment was, if, if in order for the the message to continue and the movement to continue to impact and grow men, if, if what's necessary for that is for me to step back, that's what we'll do. You know what I mean? And it was just such a pure statement. It was like again, zero ego, zero anything. It just it, it didn't it didn't matter. It, what mattered was shepherds of men. What mattered was redefining masculinity. It didn't matter whose name was on it. Yep. You know, and, and and literally I can say about that man till the, this was maybe two days before his last breath. That's where his heart was. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I like, still don't think it is. I th I oh, think, for sure. I think that, yeah. So. I, I, 100%. Mm. Heart, heart of gold. Do whatever it had to, what, do whatever needs to be done mm. in order for, for sons of men to go on. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's. He, yeah. He didn't care, you yeah. know. Yeah. He, it was. It's all about getting the word out for him, and making sure everyone can make a difference in the world. You know, and even and even, that's that dash. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And even even with that that statement, and and to add to that, he followed that up with, "If I need to put in any funds uh, to do anything that needs to be done, I'm I'm good for them. I'll I'll put them in." Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously me and Cameron follow that up with like, dude, shut the hell up and get out of the hospital. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, it's one thing you need to focus yeah, on right yeah. now. Why don't you shut the, up about the money? Get the hell out of the hospital. Get, get the hell out of the hospital. Um, and I, I, you know, he, he called me, uh, 
you know, uh, so the Friday, the Friday before the, the the week prior before he before he had he had passed, he he called me uh, that Friday evening, and um, you know, we I, out of respect, I'd been texting him and stuff like that because he talked about how you know his oxygen levels would drop, just doing silly stuff, you know, like going to the bathroom, um, and and talking obviously requires you to be able to breathe, um, and and out of respect, you know, I went through text where he called me and I'm on a date night with my wife, which is the first time we had a date night five months. Cause you know, keep just, having freaking kids. Cause we keep having kids. Uh, we're done having kids. <laughs> so says you. Wait, wait, wait. The date night was just a little while ago. I know. So right. You know, yeah. You never know. know. No, we, we fixed it. There, <laughs> oh, there, uh, there, is, there is no longer a tunnel. <laughs> or, yeah. The, the tunnel has been, has been removed. Uh, but he called me and I was sitting there looking at it and I was like, you know, obviously the, the, the gravity of the situation and being in the hospital and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, shit, I, need, I, I need to answer. I, you know, I'm obviously compelled to answer the, the, the call because I thought about it at first. I was like, OK, I'm on a date with my with my wife. I'll, I'll just I'll call him on our way home. And I was like, you know, uh, fuck that. I'm going to answer it. Um, you know, and it was the, the thing that really jacked me up. You know, and I'm sitting on my you know date night with my wife and, and I'm sitting in my truck. We just got done eating. Walked out, sit in my truck, and I, I'm, you know, I'm tearing up talking to him on the phone because I, I'm a super optimistic individual, but I, I, I'm not naive to the truth. Um, and there was a part of me that felt like it was almost a goodbye conversation. It was one of those like, I just want you to know that I love you. Um, and and it 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 fucked me up, dude. I'm telling you, and I'm I'm not a super emotional type of person. I'm just not. I've 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 had a pretty rough upbringing, so I think it it hardened me to the point where I've got a lot of issues that i need to fix personally but um that that was that was a tough one for me man because it was it was one of those things right i'm i'm optimistic you know i was looking at that situation i'm like all right we're good shut up i'm bringing you a book tomorrow so you can read a book uh you need to you need to you know work on some things i need you to fight and and from that point you know every day i sent him messages and was like dude i need you to fight i i need i need you to i need you to i need you to get some shit done but that that call was not for him that call was for me it was so that i knew you know how much i was loved um and and that was that was him dude like that was that guy like he was he was the one dude like i and i'm gonna tell you it was definitely 80 20 by who was calling who and who was reaching out to who and stuff he reached out to me 80 percent of the time and i was on the 20 end um and, and that's that's the truth of the matter he was the guy that hit me up all the time like hey dude what's going on what are you doing and i was always down to hang out and stuff but he was thoughtful. I, I'm mm -hmm. me, not so much. You know, I've got I've got things that I got to fix in my life, and those are the types of things that I take from this and go, "Where's the lesson? Mm -hmm. That's the lesson. Mm -hmm. That's yes. where that's where I can get better." You know, and 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 some of those things, and and it's hard for me to get, you know, too god awful tore up about it because of the blessing that that this is bestowed from this point on for me is being a changed man. This this has made me more of a whole man than what I was before. You can be tough and hard ass all you want to be, but a whole man has the emotional, you know, um, range from being able to to reach out to people and go, "Hey, dude, just want you to know that I love you," and the one that can punch in the fucking face when you need to punch, mm -hmm. you know, and and that's and that's where that's where a whole man is, and that's that's the that's the goal of what we're doing here. And dude, he taught me a lesson of some things that I needed to to learn that I took I, I took you know for granted. Yeah, well, that was time. it because he was here. He just took it for granted. Yeah. Me too. Um, you know, on that note, I just think about, so when, when he was in the hospital, you know, my wife had COVID and then, then I got it. 
and he was checking on me. Like I'm at the house, you know, we were quarantined or whatever. And I had maybe, I had one really bad day, relatively speaking, obviously. Um, and then had some, you know, whatever, took a little while to get over it, but nothing, nothing crazy. I, I never went to the hospital, never even like had to think about going to the hospital and he's in the hospital with low oxygen levels, can't even get up and go piss without having to, you know, catch his breath. And he, he texts me and be like, how you feeling? You good? You know? And I'm like, and what was, what was crazy about it is every time I'd get it, I'm like, man, what a shithead I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. over here, you know, in the damn bed, in my comfortable bed at my house with my family around. And, uh, he's checking on me, you know? Yeah. But that's just who he was. He really was. And and I, I think to a degree, I think that was his way of also just staying connected. You know, he's like, how you feeling? But also, you know, just wanting to, cause, cause he's like, you know, the whole golden retriever thing. He's a lot like my wife. He's FOMO. Like he just, he, he didn't want to miss anything, you know, like he, he wanted to be there and be a part of it. Well, so. I believe everybody has ways of charging their batteries. Yeah. Um, and that's how he charged his man thinking of others. His, yep. his was absolutely reaching out to people, you know, it, my, you know, for me charging my batteries is, you know, going to the gym, doing shit that depletes me. And I think I have a certain level of anxiety about me and stuff like that. That that's, that's what helps me to kind of level, you know, center and, 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 you know, charge batteries for lack, lack of better words there. And I think for him, it was, that's how he filled his bucket, man. He wanted to know how many people he could touch every day. Um, and genuinely that's, that's what he wanted to do, you know, and, and, you know, I, it's, it's, it's very, it's very refreshing and eye opening for me. Uh, you know, and I think that that's, that's something that, you know, and, and, and I, I, I'm not making shit up. I mean, when, when we, when it happened, you know, I, my wife was the first one to break news to me. I told her to shut up and, and I don't say that to my wife. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, shut your mouth. Like, like that's stupid. He passed what? He passed his breathing treatment. What do you, what do you mean he passed? He passed what? Like he's done. Like they're going to let him out. Like what's don't, don't say this dumb shit. Like don't respond to me about some dumb shit. Like, please do not. I don't need to hear that. And it was hard for me at first. And it was just kind of like, dude, like instantly what's the lesson? Like what, what, are, what do we learn from this? There's, there will be no, you know, wasted plan here. Um, you know, what do we do? You know? And, and for me, like that dude, made more of an impact than he'll ever know because I suck. Like, and that's, that's just plain out honest truth. I suck at being able to go back to Chris and calling Chris and going, dude, I just want you to know how much you impact me. You know, there's been a couple of nights, mm -hmm. you know, like a new year's Eve night, um, you know, and stuff like that, where we've probably been sitting around the fire, had a couple beverages. And then, you know, he's expressed to me about how, you know, he's bringing up the rear on SOM or whatever it may be and stuff like that. And, and I've expressed to him how I truly felt like he impacted me, but it was not to the, the, the level and extent that he did. Um, you know, and that's something that in the future, I will make sure that people that are important to me know that they're important to me uh, because, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't do that like he did. Yeah. I feel like he yeah. spent like all day doing that stuff. <laughs> Like, oh, there's a, I don't know how you wake up at noon and then help so many people. <laughs> Scratch that one off. That's your, that's your charge, man. You yeah, yeah. Like, damn, I feel like, rested. Hey, no, no, no. no I, I like to hang out with you. You care if I come over? I'll be free at 11, like yeah. 11 p.m. I'm like, dude, no, I'll be asleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> Normal people out. That's just like, who are you on the phone with, Greg? 
you, you, Greg, you were just tell him you loved him. He was like, yeah. Well, who's Greg? I contacted him like yeah. six years ago yeah. at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. I figured I'd call him tell him I loved him. <laughs> well, we were at the visitation that the pictures were going through. And it was that picture of New Year's a couple of years ago. And there was like just a kind of a tight knit group of friends there. But then there was one other couple that wasn't really in the group, but it was like, I maybe, I don't know who they were, but they were nice people. But I just remember that like all night, Chris was just like, dude, he, the Holy Spirit was on him and he was just giving it to him, man. Like he was giving him truth, but it was like, you laugh about it, but then you go back and think about it. And I'm like, no joke, no exaggeration, easily an hour and a half. He's over there just like trying to touch a soul, like just boom, boom, boom. And, 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 uh, when when the picture came through, JP looks, we see it together and he said, man, he was preaching that night. I'm like, (laughs) he was, man. But it was just, it was just who he was. Like he cared, like he was like, these people don't need, don't know Jesus and they need Jesus. And it's like, what better time to tell them now? You know, like, that's the point. Like people will think that, man, that guy's being judgy. If yeah. they didn't know him, yeah. yeah. But if they did know him, he literally wanted you to meet Jesus. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, another thing. Well, you could be at a restaurant and somebody could say GD, and he turn around and say, "Hey, please don't say that." <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, seriously, yeah. that was it. He he was bold, like he didn't yeah. get in other people's stuff, but there was certain things yeah. that he don't he don't allow. Yeah, that was his pet peeve. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah. It, if he was in, if he was in your house, he would ask you, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. don't say that." I'm gonna I have to ask you to leave yeah, <laughs> your house. Yeah. I, to ask you step up, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, man! Hey, can I throw a couple stories? Absolutely, in? do it, man. Do All it. right, sorry. I, I I actually took this little word document. I got it up on the screen, and as funny stories were popping in my head, I'm trying to write them down so I can remember. Motorcycle. Uh, All right, I got three of them. So. One, I don't know how many of y'all rode motorcycles with Chris. He rode motorcycles when he was going up a hill. He would stick his legs out, like out like a V, like somehow they were going to help him prop. prop up. <laughs> he, he had more horrible wrecks because his legs would get caught on trees as he would be going up this hill. Because his legs were literally like the flying V. But somehow he thought that, you know, this is going to save his life. No, it about killed him like 37 times. <laughs> uh, the next one is we used to go around at this place called The Dump. Oh. And it was called the – yeah, you know where it's at. Yeah, it was called they're... The Dump because literally Harrison Bay, there was a dump, and they used to clear tons of land for future dumping places. Well, we would all go back there and ride fours and motorcycles. Well, there was this one big hill that had a monster flat top on the top of it. And here comes Chris. Chris was like, I want to jump jump this hill onto this tabletop. And so he, he takes off, and I hear him. He's way down the woods. I hear him, because he's got a CR250. Way too big for him. He does not <laughs> need this two-stroke 250. So he's got it. It's got all these different color fender parts or all these different color parts because he's wrecked it so many times. (laughs) And so John, his stepdad, will just like buy another fender and stick on it. But anyway, so he's, I hear him, and I'm like, okay, second gear. I'm like, oh my God, third (laughs) gear. And dude, he, he jumps. And you can see his eyes are huge because he's like, 
oh shit <laughs> oh like his confidence you know when you're going up to it you can't tell but dude he overshot you could see it on his face just like this white look and he had it dude it looked like something off of a motocross he had it he was just going straight like this and then all of a sudden the bike started going up oh. up up and you could see he, he was at that pivotal point like do i I'm gonna have to, yeah i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to ditch it so he did this thing where he went whoo but when he did this that means that he couldn't put his legs back down under him. So he literally, whatever speed he was going, he landed flat on his ass. Oh, oh. Well, hey, that's the safest that place for him to land. That was my next point because immediately he bounced up off that big ass and took off running after his motorcycle. Oh, Dude, it great. was the craziest. It was the craziest stuff. That's the only reason he survived. That's the only reason he survived. All right. One more story. So I, I got a four-wheeler. I was always a four. I love four-wheelers, fast four-wheelers. So I'm on this four-wheeler, and he's on his motorcycle, same motorcycle. We're riding at a place called TNT. I don't know if y'all know where that is. Maybe it doesn't matter. Anyways, it's, it's tons of acreage with power lines in it. Well, he's trying to catch me, and he can't catch me because I won't let him. I, I'm, I take up a big part of the trail, and I'm going in front of him, what, dude? He guns it and comes by me flying and jumps the top. Uh, it, it's like I'm sitting here and I see his wheels go by the side <laughs> of my head. And he, he, I don't know how fast he's going, but he, I'm like, I slow down a little bit and I see him. And he goes off to where I can't see him anymore. Dude, if anybody knows how clumsy and his luck, oh my he God. landed right. It was like this cre- crevice dude and he landed his motorcycle right in this crevice and it wily coyote shot him off the top of his motorcycle and he's just like tumbling down the dude i thought he broke his neck he rode my four-wheeler back and i had to ride his motorcycle back i have probably 20 stories that are like that of him where he was 100 percent all in if i'm gonna if i'm yes and he when once he made that decision like i'm gonna pass him it was, I don't care what's on the other side of this hill. I'm about to gun it, just downshift and gun it yeah. and see what happens. Well, it's like you said earlier about, uh, or maybe it was Stefan, that once he decided you were his brother, you were his brother. Like, yeah, it, it. Is, I don't, so it, like, is that whole thing about how shallow he was, but how refreshing that was? Like, once he decided to pass you, there was no more thought. Yeah. Like, it just, like, it, like there's only room in his brain for one thought at a time, and that thought at that right. moment was, I'm passing you. So, like, now, now that's where we're at, you know? It was like a freight train. Like, he would choose his path in his mind, and that was it. He was going to that path until wreck or completion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, how it was I got a hundred stories like that. Everything. And I, I can just see him flying off of that motorcycle and then bouncing up with a huge smile on his face. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, that was awesome. Well, we, this we, particular time, he came up like he like a fish. He was like, because he landed <laughs> and knocked the breath clean out of him. But he was like, <laughs> and I was like, good gravy, man, slow down. But yeah, we, not I, I, I knew I knew he was really passionate about dirt bikes and motorcycles and stuff like that. And we we actually yeah. had had the opportunity to ride. Uh, I bought, he actually went with me to buy uh, the first dirt bike that I've ever bought. I bought it for my, my 12 year old son, uh, bought him a KTM 125, which is a little bit bigger yeah. than what he needed. 
Uh, but I figured I'd ride it. So all of us, yeah, did. yeah, we all did. Yeah. yeah, we all did. So we went, we went uh, and met this guy and and bought it, you know, and stuff. And there was a couple problems with it that I had to fix, like in the clutch and stuff like that. And like going back to like the 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 genuine, just like who he is and stuff. Like he wanted to go with me to make sure that I got the right dirt bike. Like I didn't get gypped because I didn't I didn't know a whole lot about him. I haven't I haven't purchased dirt bikes before. And I wanted to get one. My son wanted one really bad and stuff, and I wanted to ride it. So uh, I'd made up my mind that I was going to get one. And he was like, "Oh, dude, I'll help you out. You know, we'll we'll find we'll find a good one." We found the deal and stuff. You know, and after you know, we found a couple of things that were wrong with it, dude. You could just tell, just ate him up. Like he was just like, "Man, I'm so sorry. I wish I would have known." You know, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Dude, it's not your fault. It's a used dirt bike. Like we went and bought yeah. a used dirt bike from a guy." And he wrote it like the guy wrote it around because Chris was like, hey, let me see you ride it. I want to listen to it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, you did your due diligence. Don't feel guilty about that and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I just I, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, you, you, you didn't get screwed in the deal and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, you can't you can't know everything. But outside of that, um, you know, it was cool. It was fun because we got to we, we got the opportunity, you know, and, and, and Cam came up here a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we, we spent time at their house and, and that's what we did. We hung out all day long and the kids rode dirt bikes cause my little one has a smaller one. And then we had the 125. Um, and yeah. then he bought, you know, his little one, a dirt yeah. bike and stuff. And, and like, we just sat out there and rode and it was just like, you could just tell, like, you know how sometimes like when, when people have just pure joy in their heart and it's somebody that's genuinely pretty happy all the time. But there's a different level of joy, <laughs> you know, when, when there's a dirt bike and like you could just see yeah. it. Like he was five Smile years with old. Bugs in your teeth. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm yeah. telling you. And and it was just there was there's no doubt in my mind. And it's just you can't help. It's it's just contagious, you know. And don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, you you hit the power band on a on a, on a two stroke, you know. It's you know to make yeah. anybody smile. But he was genuinely in his happy place. And and we man, we spent and and, and I you know I. I especially now i really cherish those moments you know like mm -hmm. when you drove your truck out in the middle of that field out there and we were jumping that i mean it wasn't a jump like what you're talking about but it was a, it was a little jump and we were all you know out there getting after it and hanging mm -hmm. out and stuff like that but you could just tell like not only was he happy because there was a dirt bike between his legs but he was happy because he was sharing it with people yeah. that he cared about okay. which was almost more you know, and he, and he was just he was just in heaven, you know, for a lack of better words, or at least the second best part of that. So, um, I those kind of memories it, that's what makes it hard for me to be like truly upset because I know me being upset is just being pure selfish. Yeah. Uh, but those kind of memories I look at and go, dude, like I am so blessed to have known a guy like that because I, I I may never know a guy like that again. You know, yeah. I don't see how we could. I mean, like I I've never met anybody like him. Not, I mean, I, I can't even, like, there's nobody even really comparable. You know, a lot of people can be like, oh, there's, you know, personalities or whatever. Yeah. You remind there's, me of this other guy. Yeah. No, there's nobody, nobody, you know, and, and that's, that is a very positive thing about him. You know, um, I was really happy when we were able to become just who we should have been to start with, which was really tight friends as opposed to mentor mentee, because yeah, trying to coach him is fucking bonkers <laughs> but, but man i love that dude um and the dirt yeah. i agree with the dirt bike thing because for years he had told me about how much he loved it and being able to do it with him you you definitely could tell he was just like i mean for him that was like the best thing ever oh, my happy you know, place man you know being able to share that with other people yeah i mean that's the way we grew up you know yeah. with with my dad working on dirt bikes four wheelers all the time i mean that's what we had that's yep. so what we had to have fun on. 
And let me tell you something, we got in a lot of trouble a lot of times because we would get on customers four wheelers or dirt bikes. And we would go ride them. And I'll never forget. And he actually took the blame. He, he took the blame for it. And I know he did that a lot for a lot of people, but, uh, we took a customer four wheeler out that had no, absolutely no oil in it whatsoever. Oh gosh. <laughs> and we drove it from our log cabin that we used to live in through the woods, down snow Hill road, up Mahan gap road to the 58 mark. And I'll never forget exactly how much trouble we got into. But at the end of the day, he was like, it was my fault. It was my fault. I shouldn't have done it. And I'm like, no, it was both of us. You know, but you know, he, he wanted to take that blame for it and uh, it's going to suck from here on out yeah. because, you know, you got to take ownership him, now. Yeah. Damn you, Chris. We're all getting it. in trouble now. You know, my mom calls me the other day. She has a bad day and you know, she, you know, typically she would call me or Chris and now she calls me and, uh, God. The day's yeah. not the day's not any easier. No, no, yeah. yeah. She just wanted when to you're hear having a bad day for the same reasons. Yeah, she just wanted to hear hear one of her son's voices, and she could only hear one. You know, yeah. it just it, absolutely, yeah, yep, yep. It fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely, fucking sucks. And one hundred percent, I can think of. A lot of people that I would have rather killed off. I mean, in, 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 this, in this situation, I'm Dude, just telling you right now. Tons. I was, I, and I'm telling you, man, and I'm, 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 that was probably super distasteful. But I've, I've sat there and thought about that. Just be 100% transparent. I'm like, man, you could have taken this one, this one, or this one, or this one. Why that one? Yeah. It's because that one taught the most people the yeah. right lessons than these ones. Because yeah. if these ones died, nobody gave a shit. Yep. He, this f- one, he fulfilled God's word. Yep. He fulfilled one, God's word. Yep. yep. That's exactly right. I really do believe God was like, you know, I, I don't know how much else positive. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I can't put limitations on God for sure. But, but certainly, you know, I, we said this in the, in the post about his life. We know for a fact that he heard, you know, well done. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I, I have no doubt that it was one of those where it was like, you know, a father brings his son home there's joy yeah. you know and i can't even imagine how how much our creator was like man i'm proud of this one yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and like there's just an embrace and there's a you're home now and i'm gonna do more than i'm gonna do more with the the dash that you already lived than you could have done if you stayed there yep you know uh and there's gonna be some temporary sadness and some temporary hurt from the people that loved you and knew you closely but it's still temporary you know it yeah. just it just is and there's um you know, it, it'll it'll take some time for all of us, but the more we focus on um, how positive this is, and, and again, to some people, that's going to sound really twisted. Um, I but I but that I I believe if you're thinking in a temporal sense, in a in a finite sense, then it can sound twisted. If you if you're if you believe and you think in a eternal sense, um, then you understand that this can and should be a very positive thing for a lot of people you know i think you know there's going to be a lot of people that come to uh another level in their life and there's going to be a lot of people that uh spend turning in a different place you know i just i just know that to be true so um i I will say this ashley ashley said 
can't remember what it was. I think it was the Wednesday before he passed or something that he said, if I go this way, he said, I'm going to have my four, my few choice words to, to talk with God about, because this is not the way I'm supposed to go. And, uh, I, you know, of course me and Ashley and Chassie and my mom, were all sitting there laughing about it because I mean, that's true. That's just the person he was, you yeah. know, yeah. like, like I'm going to have my words. Yeah. This is not the way I'm supposed to go. This, this is, I, I still have life to live, but at the end of the day, he fulfilled God's God's word and God said, it's your time. Well, I'll tell you, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I, I honestly can picture Chris's abnormally large ass uh, <laughs> entering into heaven and all the angels like him going, God, like what the hell? Dude. I wasn't supposed to die like that. All the angels going, Oh my God, Chris, shut up. I can see, I can see the angels doing that. And so, but I'm telling you right now where we're all here trying to figure this shit out. He's up there going, aha. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I get it now. He understands. Yeah. Yeah. There's he, there's a plan. There's a bigger plan. He understands what the plan is. We don't. We're working through it with our own selfish interests, you know, that, yeah. that, that block our vision there. But he's sitting up there going, Yeah, well, you guys will find out. You guys will yeah. you guys will get it in a minute. Yeah. I know what happened. I could I could see him saying, I had so much more to do. Oh yeah. 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 So much more to accomplish, so many more lives to touch. Man, I can see him being mad about that. And I can see, you know, Jesus just reaching over and going, you don't have to be there to do it. That's right. Like, it's okay. You just still will. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. A um, yeah. couple of stories on that. One, Stephen, uh, Paul, who's a great friend of ours and yes. uh, who you know and uh, was very close to Chris as well. It was another person that we could have had on here very easily. Um, yeah. and, and maybe at some point we'll have him share some stories as well. But uh, he was saying that about one of the conversations he had with Chris when he was in the hospital. He's like, dude, I just thought it'd be like, he literally, and he, he, this is this is who Chris was. He's like, I just thought I'd go out a cooler way. You know, <laughs> he's like, this is so lame. I'm in a hospital bed. They can't really, you know, my oxygen levels are down or whatever. I just thought, and I can see him going. I thought I'd die on a dirt bike or something. Yeah, you know, as like, many times I've crashed you know, dirt bikes. Like, it's like that's just it's so funny to think about. But um, he, one of the last conversations that he and I had was, uh, he was, uh, we were we we're just talking about where he was at. And um, how I was doing, if you know, what direction we're heading, you know, health-wise. And um, he said something to me about, you know, if this doesn't get better, what, however he said it, and I, I wish I could, uh, yeah, my mind's not clear on it right now, but I just remember that was probably the first conversation we had had where it had gone for me. Because we were felt a little distanced, even though just geographically we were, you know, two hours away, hour and a half away. But there was COVID in our household. We couldn't come up. We couldn't really, you know, even if we had, we couldn't have been there in the hospital with him. Um, but for me, that was the first time that it got really real. It went from Chris is sick to, oh, Chris, like this is this is pretty serious. Um, and I said, dude, like. I appreciate what you're saying. He was he was being very optimistic in the sense he was like, if this is you know doesn't get better and da 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 da, you know this is you know. I said I I love everything he said. I just want you to change one thing. Don't say if. And in my mind, I was saying the right thing. In my mind, I was like, yeah, you you need to be optimistic. You need to fight. You need to da 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 da. And and I'm thinking, 
you know, this is a good positive thing to say. And dude, he just did what he always did. And he goes, dude, it's not up to me. Yeah. And he's like, I, I can't positive speech this whichever way I want to go. Whatever God's plan is, is God's plan. And, and, and the way he said it, I will never forget was just so, um, he just got it. Like, yep. he, like he, he really was like, even though it was going to be sad, even though you could tell he was messed up about not being able to see his family every day when I was in there and all the different emotions that come along with that, at the same time, at the core of it, he understood that it wasn't his plan that mattered. You know, and that yeah. that will stick with me for the rest of my life. How he was at peace with saying if, and I and I will tell you, our personalities and the way we, you know, we're like you don't say if, you don't say whatever. Like we're going to we're going to do things, we're going to change things because of the way we our attitude and all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, and you can have you can influence your life in a lot of positive ways through that stuff for sure, no doubt about it. Um, but when when you know when the shit hits the fan. Uh, we're not going to outrule God. And I mean, like, yeah, yeah. we can vote, but our vote doesn't count as much, you know? And um, I'll have the conversation when I get up there, but I'm thinking that it's not. Pretty sure it's not up favorite. to me, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, that that's um, that's one of the things I'll take with me forever. So, as we wrap up, I know we've been going for a little while here, and, and we could sit and talk about him for days, and it wouldn't get old, <laughs> you know? Uh, it really wouldn't get old. But would you guys, it, 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 just one quick last thing you'd like to share uh before we wrap things up yeah yeah i would um and this this is for those who are watching we just y'all two talked about the last time you guys talked to him and i i was calling him because i i heard that he was supposed to um talk he was supposed to try to talk and help his is like a breathing exercise and so I was trying to call him and he was so excited. He was like, we're going to have a celebration because they said in like five days, I'm going to get out. Yes. You know, we're going to be, it's going to be in good shape. And all right. So I got to tell him that I loved him. I got to tell him I loved him. And I told him that I was so damn proud of him. All he's went through, and remember, I, at this time, he's getting out in five days. This is just Jason talking to his brother saying, man, I love you. I'm here for you. If you get scared, because he was saying that, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night when he would have some kind of, um, he'd get nervous because his auction levels would dip or whatever. And I said, you freaking call me. But I said, I love you. I'm so proud of you. There are tons of people here got you in their minds and their prayers you are a part of all of this and i got to say that and i you know i was i was telling him it's funny because i was telling him that i got to do the same with my grandfather i lost my grandfather this year and he come he, he drove right down stayed with me through the whole thing then took me and my family out to eat afterward that's my profile picture. That's the same picture. That was him doing that. This man touched my life. He is my brother. He will always be my brother. But if there are people, you, we've talked about him this whole time. He was the one to connect. He was the one to reach out. If you meant anything at all to him, he touched you. He got a hold of you. I just push every man 
who's watching this to model their self after that. If there are people in your life, you don't know if you're going to get them tomorrow. You reach out and you talk to your brothers. You reach out and you talk to your friends. You keep people close, especially in this time. If there's one thing I want people to take away that Chris showed me, it was that. You never know. Reach out, tell somebody you love them, tell them how much you mean, how much they mean to you. I'll stop right there. I, I can't string very more, very many more words together. So almost that's awesome, there. man. Thank you, Jason. I got to follow up with that now, don't I? Mm-hmm. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if we're talking about the last time we talked to him, oh dear Lord, I talked to him Wednesday, which his birthday was the day before that, mm-hmm. and. Um, of course, you know, we, t- we texted, texted and everything else. And I actually didn't call him because of, you know, other people saying he needs, he's, he's struggling, things like that. So he actually called me and that kind of rolls back to the 80, 20 rule. And that's kind of the way it was with us too. You know, even though we're brothers, you know, we get busy in life and we don't, we don't, we don't contact each other like we should. And, uh, we were talking about celebrating as soon as his ass got out and uh, having a bonfire and stuff for, for a belated, belated birthday. And uh, when we got out, as we were getting off the phone, you know, of course, I'm a, I'm a very positive thinker when it comes down to things. And I told him, I said, you'll get past this. We'll be able to go out. We'll be able to have this bonfire since you get out. And uh, he goes, yep, I know we will. Of course, you know, we always say we love each other and, you know, it's uh, kind of like what Jason said. I mean, it's tough, tough to take what he just said, because it's pretty much the exact same thing I would say. Um, for whoever's listening, watching this, you know, he, if you ever listen to the ones before, take what he always said, because he is a true man. He's a true brother, a true man of God, you know. So, uh, yeah, if I continue, I'm going to start busting down in tears because uh, it still hurts. So, you know, I, I, I want to see his legacy continue. Uh, more episodes of, about him, too, you know, potentially down the road, bringing other people on, you know, that have stories, you know. So, 100%. yeah, uh, I'll leave it at that. We appreciate you guys, man. Seriously, like – it's hard to do him justice, but I think um, if y- y'all have made his legacy proud just in this conversation for sure. Yep. And I'm just thankful I heard about Harry Potter. I, you, you know, I'm 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 thankful about it too. I'm a little pissed that I'm hearing about it, and, and you know, so much ammo that got wasted. <laughs> totally. No, we used it up, man. No. We used... <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yeah, maybe, good. Maybe that's what it is. That's what it was. Maybe yeah. God was trying to give him a break. <laughs> Like, oh, probably God, what it was. don't let no, those no, guys No, no, probably know. why he moved up there. He said, y'all know it's for Ashley, but no, it's to get away from the hassle. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, Ashley's just as big as Harry Potter fan as he is. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. Man, I can't make fun of her. So <laughs> I would have no. made fun of him, though. I can. Uh, no, I guess it's, I guess it, there's, you know, to each his own. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, and, and I, I, I can I could probably speak for for Cam as well as myself. I really appreciate you guys sharing. Um, I know I know as men, uh, you know, in society, we're we're told you, you know, 
being being strong and and not emotional and stuff like that is how a man's supposed to be. But I think personally, that's that's why you know we have you know three times the suicide with men that we do with women and stuff like that. Like I'm not a fan of men just sitting around bitching about what they don't like, but I do think that the the brotherhood is incredibly important for men to heal um, in situations like this because I don't care who you are and I don't care how tough you think you are. Um, you know, stuff like this hits you in places that you didn't know existed. Um, and, uh, and it's tough, um, you know, and then, and on top of that, it's tough to go on a public forum like this one, um, and, and show the emotion and, and show, um, you know, the vulnerability and stuff like that. So, uh, certainly appreciate that. That's something that I struggle with, um, you know, personally. Um, and I know that, you know, considering the character of the individual that we're talking about, it makes it um, a little bit easier, uh, especially for me. Because, uh-huh. um, I, I mean, at this point, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't really care. I've, I've, I've broke down a couple of times, um, you know, and then if somebody ever said anything sideways, I'd probably just punch them in the face because, you know, it's like, dude, like you don't know. You, you have no yes. idea. I mean, you yep. really don't. So um, I, I, I personally, I, I think that you guys – you guys said a lot of justice to what needed to be said there. Um, what that man embodied um, as a man uh, is what a lot of men should uh, really aspire to be. He had his faults just like every man does. Um, I have my faults, uh, but there's a lot that that dude embodied and genuinely embodied. He didn't perfect a skill or a personality trait. Uh, we talked about that in a in a previous episode. We talked about character traits and personality traits. He did have a good personality, um, but the dude was not well polished. He didn't develop these surface level skills to be able to get you to do what he wanted. That dude had character, and his was deeply rooted. Um, and uh, that's that's one thing that will always inspire me to be an individual of character and, and to one to actually learn to, to love people the right way. Um, because I've seen the joy in his eyes. I saw the life that he lived and I told people, man, I said that dude lived his life where if anything happened at any given time, he didn't have any regrets of his life, whether good, bad, indifferent, whatever it was, just his mindset and the way he lived his life, he didn't have regrets and he's not upset. I'm telling you right now, he's not upset. So, you know, why, why should I be upset about it? Um, you know, I, and, and I'll forever miss the dude sitting next to me and being the guy that I call up on Friday going, Hey, we ain't got shit to do. What are you doing? Come over here and play cards. You suck really bad at cards, but I don't have anybody else available right now. And you're fun to hang out with, uh, you know, uh, but it's, it's, um, it, it's something that, that, you know, we'll, we'll never forget. And he'll always live on. Uh, you know, through the shepherds of men and what we're doing here, you know, outside of his family and stuff like that. And he'll always be an integral part to to starting, um, you know, this movement. And, and and as this thing continues to grow, and I mean, he was part of it going from, you know, 900 to nearly 7,000 followers now. Um, you know, he's a big part of that. And, you know, once it hits millions, uh, he'll continue to be a big part of that. And he'll continue to inspire Cam and myself to do what needs yeah. to be done to, to help men become not just men, but well-rounded men. I got to go last. Well, I figured, <laughs> I figured I'd give you something to follow up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always up for a good challenge. Um, 
you know, the truth is we could, we could sit here, as we said, and talk all night, and it you just still can't. It, it's just hard. I know it's hard for any life to put it into words. But anybody that knows him, he just truly was unique. He just, it is just, I've, I don't, we've said it a thousand times. I don't know what else to say. I've just never met anybody else like him. And, and really, I think our heart is that the people that are hearing this around the country and even around the world where we have listeners, you know, that have never met him in person, but maybe have heard him or watched him or whatever and wondered, is, is that who he is? Like, that is 100%. Who, like all the time, when you rip the covers off of him naked at night, that's who he was. Balls out. Yep. Like he, I mean, it, like, and I don't know anybody like that. Like I wish I, as JP said, I've learned so much through this. Um, just looking back, going, man, there's a lot of things I could have learned from him, you know. And he was always so quick to say he learned so much from us, but it just wasn't, you know, it went both ways for sure. So, um, I, I just want to, I think we've said a lot and. And um, I, I'm so appreciative of everybody opening up and being vulnerable and sharing um, because that's what he would have done. That's what he would appreciate. He he would never hold back. Um, and I pray that this conversation and this episode um, just live on in infamy and impact people for generations. I know that it will because we, we prayed over it before we started and because that's who he was. That's what, what his life was. Um, and I, I, I just, for, for anybody that's out there right now that is going, man, how can some dude, how can people just gush over some dude? Like, like how can other men literally just pour out love for another man like this? If you knew him, you knew him. And if you don't know what that's about, I would just encourage you to um, start asking questions. Like, if you don't have those kinds of relationships in your life, or if you don't know what that kind of, surface level heart uh i guess it's a deep heart but a surface level about everything else um there's just a lot of lessons to be learned from chris wilson and uh his dash truly did matter and will continue to matter uh forever as far as i'm concerned um we feel a very strong responsibility to make sure that that dash uh stays in the forefront um but i think even if we didn't there's no way you could stop it from impacting um, that's just how how incredible he was uh, as a human. And um, I know when we get to heaven, he's going to be like, hey, dude, come check this out. You know, like he's just going to want to show us around and show us where the great dirt bike jumps are and all the other crazy shit that's going <laughs> I've on. I've got the there. place laid out already. Oh, yeah. 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 He's got it ready, you know, and he knows like now we can't get hurt. <laughs> you know, like let's really do some stuff, you know, I'll stick our legs out and everything else. But um, anyways, it. it I want to say thank you to our listeners for allowing us, because this has been um, probably like therapy for me to be able to have this conversation with other men that were were close with him uh, to be able to get this stuff out. And I'll probably listen to this thousands and thousands and thousands of times myself um, just, just to put myself at peace. So um, the, this movement, this podcast, uh, this shepherds of men organization, the men reforge program, all the things that we're doing will continue. And, 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 will continue with even a stronger heartbeat uh, because of who Wilson was while he was here and, and who he's going to be even more so uh, in heaven. Uh, we ask that you do pray for his wife, uh, Ashley, and his son, Finn, uh, as they continue to to grow through this, um, that they may have peace and understanding. And, um, you know, that they, it just, it, obviously, it's a, a big, that is their world. Um, so thousands of people praying for him can't hurt. 
you know. Uh, so we we pray for that. We pray that you we ask that you pray for us uh, and for what we're doing here, um, because we know that we're very we're very fallible. Like we can screw shit up. Um, but if we have God on our side, working with us and for us, then we're going to be in good shape. Um, and if there's anything we can ever do in the spirit of Chris Wilson, if there's anything we can ever do for you, whether it be, I, I knew he used to say this all the time on the podcast. He'd be like, call us. Like, and I'm like, I, sometimes I think, I mean, are these people just going to call our cell phone and be like, you know, what's crazy. We had people reach out yeah, and said, I just want to have a conversation. And I was, I'm the one that, Typically, just so it doesn't get confusing, I just kind of by default was kind of handed the task of replying to messages and things like that. So we had this part. So I just asked, like, well, we're happy to talk to you. Is I mean, is there anybody specifically you want to talk to? Or you just want one of the shepherds to reach out? Does it matter? Uh, well, I mean, I kind of I kind of connected with Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Shocker. That's awesome. You yeah, know, that's awesome. Shocker. And then lot, Wilson yeah. would call this stranger from somewhere in the country, and I'm sure it was just an amazing conversation that changed that dude's life forever. You know, I mean, so, he, saying that. he loved him. I love oh, him yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Lots of love. So. So hopefully we've done um, uh, done justice to his life um, and, and honored him in, in a way that um, he would be proud of. I believe we have. Uh, and we will continue to do that. He, that seat will always be his seat. And um, uh, we just appreciate you guys. We love you. Um, we truly do. You know, just like Chris would. We truly do love you. And uh, I want I want you to know J- JP wants you to know these guys want you to know that as a man your responsibilities your life your dash 100% matters. Let this be a reminder that no matter what it's been to this point, the finish line can look a lot better than what's happened up to this point. Maybe it's been amazing. Maybe it hasn't. Doesn't really matter. The truth of the matter is, right now you can make the rest of your dash matter in a way that people can talk about you like this when it's your time. And your legacy will live on and your legacy will impact. And I believe that's what it's all about as a man. So uh, feel free to go check out our um, our programs and our things that we have coming down the pipe at shepherdsof.men. And we look forward to chatting with you all next time on The Movement.